0: Hello Philorian, this is Katrin, ready for a newest season of Philorian United.
1: i oh, a fucking and magic it comes from pain. I'm trying to tell you, you are not alone here. You love magic. You it in your soul. You want me to come to Philory with you? Send you an epic quest. When I was drowning, Philory saved me. But now it's my turn to say Philly. in. It just a promise, motherfucker. This is our last dance. This is our show. Under
0: pressure. I'm with Jasper today. Hello.
1: Hello. I'm Jasper.
0: <laughs> so uh, we're starting season three with you. Uh, we've seen you in previous episodes of the show.
1: <laughs> well, you, you've you heard me. You haven't seen me. Oh, yeah. Touche. This is oh. a, an audio podcast, Catherine. Uh, <laughs> so uh,
0: today we are talking about Unity, and I was wondering if you had a story about
1: Unity. I thought about it, and I thought about it so long that Unity stopped looking like a word. Yeah. So as far as I know right now, Unity's not real. <laughs>
0: Well, I'm going to start with saying what unity is with the, with the dictionary, which is the state of a different area or group joined together for go- to form a single organization to act together for a particular purpose. I'm, I'm going to start with, uh, with a story. I'm going to talk about uh, the unity of the fandom right now. Oh. <laughs> the face Jasper just made was everything. We always had this fandom in The Magician that was kind of
1: knit together really close because it was small. Our so. fandom started out as three people, half a bag of chips, and someone else's dog.
0: Basically. Uh, when I arrived, it started to get a bit more famous, but like it was still like... But That's basically, uh, it has gr- it has grown since now, and uh, the author, the writer, decided to make a choice that has been really um, debated and criticized in the fandom, which has been to kill Quentin in season four for the Um and I'm not here to say if it was a good thing or a bad thing Uh, that's going to be season 4 and that's going to be a whole mess to end all as a podcast but (laughs) uh, there there are a lot of people that have been hurt and I'm part of it but I'm part of the fandom that decided to still want to enjoy the show and I've been criticized for that and now there's kind of two groups in the fandom of those who decided to uh, boycott the show and those who decided to still enjoy it and there's this unity that is gone now in the fandom that used
1: to be there. I feel like there's,
0: I like I don't mind. I respect even people that decided not to watch the show anymore. It's their choice. But it's when they go on my Tumblr and decide to send me hate for that that I have a problem. Because or- what the hate you're sending is not about me. It's about you. It's about feelings that you haven't dealt, and you're
1: just projecting your hate to someone. And your feet, f- your feelings are valid. Like, your feelings are valid. Actions, actions, however, are not always valid. I was yeah.
0: the one that said, like, it's okay to mourn and it's okay to want to still watch the show. There's a way to watch together. And what was it? It was tag. I tag when I talk about season four, season five. And we're asking people that want to criticize the show.
1: You ask them to tag it with negativity.
0: Exactly. And I-, I will never say that it doesn't feel real. Like, I'm the first person that say that I am overprojected on FED, and i'm I'm always fully aware of it at this point i I, I know wh- when to fight my battles. um I will fight my battles over you you are allowed to watch the show if you want, and you are allowed not to watch the show if you want. You are not
1: allowed to tell people if they should watch the show. R- really easy to respect people's opinions and shut the fuck off, yeah. I don't go and to we don't go to negativity posts and say you should watch the show you should like it you have to enjoy this
0: exactly and that's why I asked to to tar- uh, to tag them because for my mental health I needed to re- see less posts that doesn't mean I don't read them I yeah. read them when I can what I wanted to say is the fact that unity like the the we had this idea of unity in the fandom and how it was great and how we
1: were close knit. But it was kind of an illusion. It was. It was was unbalanced unity.
0: Yeah, because I had friends that since then had been terrifyingly mean to a point where I had to block them because they
1: got personal. Oh yeah, I've I've seen a lot of people... Because that's one of the things in our fandom, that the show is really about mental illness and it attracts people who, who have similar problems. So people in the fandom know your problems and can really hurt you with that. Exactly, like
0: we are blessed to have a fandom that can be vulnerable with you but people can turn it against you as well.
1: Yeah and I really miss everything the fandom was. I
0: don't because I realize it's fake and that was my point. Yeah. Uh, There's a point where unity happens when Oh, everything's perfect, and our fandom is perfect, but it wasn't. I don't think any fandom should be a unity. I think it's okay to have different voices, different opinion. If we, uh, if we tie that to the magician, if we will have tried to have unity with the the character before magic was gone, it would have been fake.
1: Yeah, the curtain's kind of been pulled on the whole whole thing.
0: Yeah, and I think it would have been a bit like the unity they had for
1: uh, the um, the heist
0: that was temporary we had a goal we're gonna help you
1: that was beautiful perfect perfect example though
0: exactly but the moment like they were gone after that we were still being critical of Julia and and I think that's the that's the thing that unity shows moment that you can pull through but it's not a state an eternal state. And I think if you think it's an eternal state, um, it's fake. I have a lot to say about the fandom, so...
1: Oh, I have so many things them. to say. And I, I I have so many things to say about it, and I don't know how many people I want to hear what I have to say about it. <laughs>
0: Alright, so uh, that was the story that was supposed to be fun, and I made myself sad.
1: Yep, now we're sad.
0: Well, honestly, no, because if we go back to unity, like the, the time I had hate that was uncalled for, like there was hate that I only posted a, a GIF of them crying because they were personal.
1: And that's one of the points where it gets not okay.
0: Yeah, exactly. And I had a lot of people that like defended me. I sometime I arrive and there was, they had been hit on me and defended and I didn't know anything. I arrive to people defending me, and I think there's that too unity is the you don't fuck up with us
1: <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, there's still unity within the within the fandom
0: yeah, and I think that to say the fandom's broken,
1: the fandom is dead is not true. No, it's it's still strong, and there's still we still love each other.
0: But also, if there's something I learned from the show is forgiveness. Uh, fool. So what is the good thing? Fool me once, my fall. Fool me twice, I'm the dumb one.
1: Might- I prefer uh, fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice. Why would you do that? I gave you a second chance. You should have. Why would you take advantage of me again? <laughs> All
0: right, so uh, before we continue and we talk about the actual episode... There was an episode? It's what? It's time for the 30-second recap! Tell me when to start. Okay, let's start. So uh, Julia is like magic and Quentin is like, what? Yo, I'm your sidekick. And Josh is like, yo, I know a god, what? And then they go to Bacchus and they get drunk. So Bacchus is like, you're fun now. So they drug drunk Quentin and at the end they learn that Proibius is dead, which was like kind of like... Hey, I have a leak. No, it's dead. And then meanwhile, uh, Penny's dying. And Katie's like, stop ah! dying. <laughs> and uh, what's happening with Alice? Oh, yeah. Alice uh, uh, fled and she's eating bacon. Mm.
1: Alice's storyline. Alice <laughs> is eating bacon. <laughs> all right.
0: So I didn't talk about Elliot or Margo at all. <laughs>
1: Ready go. So we've got my mom, the fairy queen, who's all like, "You need to go pick this stuff from outside the castle." And Margot's like, "I'm going to make other people do it." And Elliot's like, "Are people starving?" And Finn's like, "Yeah." Also, Finn is crazy and petting bunnies. Yeah. Do about it,
0: honestly?
1: Yeah. So mm-hmm.
0: uh, who do we want to talk about? Uh, Alice, Julia, Katie, or uh, or um, Hillary.
1: Wow, you left my man Penny out there.
0: Well it's Kitty Penny. That's why.
1: Penny's my penny's my favorite. I have Well, let's go with Penny then. Okay. Um, I do have a note in here. I think I told you yesterday it just says what is Josh? And I think yep. I figured out what that means. Okay. Which will probably come up later.
0: So it starts with uh, we start with um Penny that is uh, tied to a chair. Because someone, uh, <laughs> someone... Which we cares. all want. yep, yeah. And like you see, he's not scared. Because you know he can travel, but the other person doesn't. And I don't know if you know this, but a hedge is saying like, oh, it's all my Mayakovsky's fault. <laughs> so like within the community, there is this kind of like,
1: we need to blame someone. My question is, how does this random hedge witch know Mayakovsky?
0: Well, Mayakovsky is a known
1: magician. Yeah, but it sounds like they have. I want I want a show about Mayakovsky.
0: Oh yes. Yeah. I need to know like his
1: his whole story and watch him get drunk and turn into animals and.
0: Well, if we st- want to talk about unity, Mayakovsky is someone that plainly doesn't care, but. Kind of unite people because, like, he created Qualis, Quentin and Alice.
1: That was his OTP and he was making it canon.
0: Yeah, someone said that he write fan fiction about his, his student, and I, I agree now.
1: <laughs> I'm just imagining Mayakovsky scrolling through AO3.
0: Yes. Yes. <laughs> um, and, also, and then after that, uh, Penny goes to see Katie. Was a waitress?
1: What? Yeah, Katie's apparently working as a waitress now. But uh, here's here's my like favorite thing about Katie. For the most part, through the through the series, has been loyal to one person, and that person is Katie. Yes. Her goal has been keep Katie alive.
0: Yeah.
1: Except now instead of that, her whole thing is keep Penny alive. Yes. And I feel like that shows a lot about Katie's growth and how Katie has gone from having no one to having to building unity with someone.
0: Yeah. and It's sad that it took her, Penny, dying to accept that she could be with someone. And I think... Someone is doing the dishes, by the way. Uh, (laughs) It's okay. Uh, But yeah, I think it took took her the idea of losing something for her to realize that she wanted it.
1: Well, she'd never had anything before. That's true. That was worth losing. Her mother sold her.
0: I agree. That was worth... Because she had things, it was just not worth it. You're right. Yeah. And I think that's why we, because Seth and I, uh, the, the episode is not out yet, but Seth and I are talking about um, uh, why was Katie so mad at Julia for not for killing Reynard? Because it was not her fight against Reynard. But I think it was the first time that- She had someone she, to like, care about. She loved, yeah, she cared about Julia for real, and she got betrayed. And I think she got mad that, at the betrayal more than the action.
1: I think what was really behind a lot of Katie's anger was she couldn't fix it. Yeah. And she had taken care of her her mother in a way, and her mother had sold her, Mm -hmm. and Katie wanted to fix it. She wanted to be able to, to fix it and make everything better, and there was no control. She had no control in that situation.
0: What do you mean Katie's a
1: control freak? What do you mean? It's uh- <laughs> <laughs> the same thing with, with Penny. is. Katie's never had control in her life, really. She, she worked for Marina. Uh, her mother was a magic drug addict, mm-hmm. blah, blah. And like watching a situation she has no control over and can't do anything about with someone she cares mm-hmm. about. Mm-hmm.
0: What's also funny with Penny, and that's the last one I have about him is the fact that like he showed no loyalty to the library at all in front of other, but like, but in, no, that's not true. In front of the guy that he was taking the book, he was like, oh, you were a book, like he, he showed like this, this unity yes. with the library. The moment it's back in, is super snarky and funny and witty with Zelda. And it's kind of funny the front that he put of like the library before everyone, when in fact it doesn't give a F.
1: Well, I wouldn't either if someone got me into a magical contract where I had to spend my entire life there and also gave me magic cancer.
0: And I would hate that. Cure, also, there's a cure, but they won't give it to me. But I don't. Yeah, know what the fuck, Zelda? <laughs> She's a... Uh, I'm starting to love her more and more. Yeah, uh, we're going to have to disclaim that as of now, we, uh, we have seen four episodes of this uh, season five. So we don't know everything.
1: <laughs> I know she likes fire.
0: Uh, did you have any a more note about Katie
1: and Penny? Just how ride or die they are for each other.
0: But what's, what's funny is Penny said, I love you. And she refused to say it back.
1: When Penny feels an emotion, yeah. bless his heart, he feels it with everything he has. Yeah. And when he loves someone, that is his entire life now. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't know how to casually love someone. Oh, I like that.
0: Because even Quentin, like, he hated Quentin.
1: I, I still like in the books... When, and I feel like it also relates to show Penny, uh, Penny and Quentin, their interactions were, they studied together, and then they got into a fight, and Quentin got a concussion and also hit Penny. That was pretty much, and then Penny shows back up, and he's like, that's my best friend, Quentin. We're best friends.
0: And Quentin's like, what? I thought you hated me. Yeah, and I, that, that, that's me that really sad when I read that part because it sees how Penny
1: is lonely. He really is. He doesn't know how to connect, mm. but he wants to.
0: And I think that's being from the foster care system.
1: Yes. And Katie's what he's got that he loves and wants to keep and he doesn't get to keep things he loves often nobody does really in this show no, everyone's life is bad yeah. Yeah. and <laughs> nothing good happens to it happens to animals yeah, don't be an animal in the a magician
0: um, <laughs> um, let's go to fillory
1: fillory noise sound effect
0: uh, I like how the like it starts with uh uh Margot and Elliot and Fen being at the council. Fen is kind of rocking, burping a log, and mm-hmm. um, meanwhile, like Elliot and Margot are seeing the fairies. What is what I didn't understand until I rewatched that? It was that the council de- doesn't know that there's fairy yet. So they just <laughs> yeah, they think can't they're, see they're either act weird. But not only they don't see them, they don't yeah. know they're there because in, in episode three, um, Margot says there's fairy and no, it's in this one at the end with yeah. Tick. And she's like fairy and Tick is like, oh my God, it makes so much sense because like, so this whole time they were acting like freaking weird not yeah, they were fairies there were
1: just making weird choices and it wasn't shown that uh, the reason Margot was sending people out to pick these things from around the castle was uh, my mom, the fairy queen. Or
0: just like talking and then suddenly stopping talking and looking in the distance. Because the fairy queen sending Wendy Like, if you don't know what's happening, like, what is happening to your community? And, <laughs> and I think this idea of not telling people creates distrust. And with distrust, there's no unity there.
1: I okay. There's a lot of almost forced unity. Okay, go ahead. And with with, with the leaders and with having to, to trust them to do what's best, there's kind of a sense of, of forced unity where but what am I trying to say? You have to believe in them to trust them. You have to believe they know what's mm. best.
0: Yeah. And at the moment they're like, what the fuck is happening?
1: Like patriotism I don't think I really have many notes on Margot and I don't Ellie have a pith- lot either um, There wasn't a lot going on in Fillory this episode
0: <laughs> No, I also wanted to talk about the fact that uh, They they missed a pun Because when they were saying everybody for themselves They should have said everybody for themselves They should have That's what I wrote Um, um But also like Finn is, we mid,
1: Finn is me with bunnies. I, I have the note in here, someone help Finn. Um, yes,
0: that, that is something that always
1: well, I feel like, me. Yeah, Finn, Elliot and Margot had their connection. I felt like Finn was on the outside. And Finn is going through, Finn is having a mental break with reality right now. Mm-hmm. And is not well. And... Everyone's kind of treating it as an inconvenience, rather than we need to help Finn.
0: I think if, uh, Margot and Elliot are just just don't know what to do, because they know what to do with each other, but Finn is more fragile. They don't. They cannot just snap her out of
1: it. Yeah. kind of acting like it's a, it's an inconvenience that Finn's crazy right yeah. now. Yeah, and I,
0: that's something that I and
1: always found myself.
0: sad. Yeah. But I, 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 that's something that I always found sad, that Finn had to go back, found herself back by herself and took Julia for someone to sit down and listen.
1: Yeah, Finn has had she's to work... Friend. She's had to work so hard to get anything, even... Basic kindness, yeah. Because of actions she had no control over.
0: That's the thing I was wondering. um, Like they're letting her cradle a a log um, in the courtroom. We're gonna see next episode that she even have like a nanny for the log. Do you think that's their way of showing kindness? Or enabling her to do that and not saying, "Fan, it's a fucking log."
1: I feel like there's a lot of enabling going on because they don't want to deal with it.
0: You think it's like <coughs> less out of kindness and more like out of? Uh...
1: They've got so much going on. I don't think. <clears throat> I don't know if it's a lack of kindness. So much as, you you're right earlier, what you said, they don't know what to do. Yeah. and There are no therapists in Fillory.
0: But also, I think they're broken in a way they never were before. They're used to breakdowns of alcohol, of drugs, of drama. Not, I lost my baby to fairies.
1: And there's distrust between Margot and Elliot now, too. Because of fairies, because of what Margot did, because of all of that that happened. There's a quiet divide between them. Yeah,
0: and I think this lack of unity end up having them not
1: uh, taking care of Finn.
0: Yeah. There's no unity like in the parental unit. How can you take care of the kids?
1: If you don't trust your partner, it's hard to... Yeah. Yeah, Margot and Ellie, plus Finn.
0: Okay. Also, our, oh yeah, I forgot about that.
1: Um, when they take, they speak in geek. Yes, I love that scene.
0: That's one of my that, favorite part of ah uh, the, of the show itself. It's when they speak geek.
1: And that's one that shows how much they know about each other too.
0: Yeah.
1: Because to know exactly how someone feels about *Farscape* and *Buffy* and everything. Yeah. You have to have listened to that person for at least 10 minutes and cared about what they were saying.
0: And also know that they're going to understand what you mean. Like mm-hmm. at one, uh, there's this <laughs> there's this moment once uh, I was, because I am not feeling super well right, uh, right now, so I'm having up and down. And when one of my downs, I told said like, sorry, I'm hard to live with right now. And he say, well, you're no, you're not like Quintin, so it's fine. <laughs>
1: and... Don't. Don't Quentin out.
0: Basically. But also because Quentin, book Quentin at the beginning, needs a fucking, well, all, all of the book, we get fucking slapped in the face. times, um, uh, But I think that this idea of like, okay, let's say Seth would have said that to someone that, met, that was not obsessed by the magician like me. Yeah. what I've not gone through. But he knew me enough that saying that calmed me down. Yeah, and I think that's where like you can see the like the like uh, like you said like the idea that the the connection they have to a point where they can speak in code, um, which is brilliant. And honestly, like that's how millennials talk about now. Not as bad, but like we say, "Don't Quentin out," and we know what we mean.
1: Exactly. And we also got to learn that Elliot doesn't read books.
0: Yeah. Also, Margot read Game of Thrones.
1: Margot. Margot is a huge nerd, and I love her.
0: That's what I like because, like, we know, like she said, like I pretended to be the ambassador of Hillary, and then now <coughs> we know that she read Game of Thrones. And I, I honestly think that she took this idea of woman of
1: power. From Cersei. Oh, I was thinking Captain Janeway from Star Trek.
0: I don't watch Star Trek, so go ahead.
1: Oh, that's pretty much it. (laughs)
0: She's a strong female character.
1: She's a badass who uh, shoots first and asks questions later.
0: Okay, yeah, that's Margot.
1: The opposite of the card. Yeah. But that's also
0: Margot. I think that's Margot until she saw that doing that hurt Fan.
1: Yeah. Margot can that. be impulsive though because she is trying to establish herself as someone not to be fucked with.
0: Yeah. And that's what I mean that she's, she surceived herself by this idea that because
1: surceiving. Because- See, I don't watch Game of Thrones.
0: Yeah, and I read and watched Game of Thrones, but Cersei in the beginning is um, not well treated by her husband, and then her husband died, and she become the queen, and she become heartless and not heartless, but like a harsh ruler, and not to be fucked with. To a point, at the end, she become a tyrant because she went too
1: far. Oh, yeah, we do run that risk with Margot.
0: Exactly, and because she didn't have uh, Elliot, she didn't have a fan to say like, whoa, slow the fuck down, she killed those people in Game
1: of Thrones. (laughs) Um, Margot and Elliot's unity and all that is almost problematic because they've got a kind of codependency Mm -hmm. type of thing. So it almost leads to a problematic unity where they're each other's yes man.
0: I agree, and I think that's why losing Elliot in season five and now having him back, there's this kind of, like I said, we just watched four episodes right now of season five, but there's this, like, you're not the Elliot I know, and, like, don't bambi me. And there's this, like, oh, we're not this unity
1: anymore, or we're past that. Or were we only friends because we enabled each other?
0: I don't think because we see in the
1: fourth episode that they joke with each other and they're like, okay, we're going to figure it out, but I don't think... They do, but I feel like a lot of their previous... I feel like they're growing their relationship, but previously it was a lot of enabling. Oh, yes. And I feel like it's been important for them to stop doing that so that they can actually be friends instead of people who are just being in an echo chamber.
0: Yeah. And I think Margot realizing that she was sourcing herself... I love that. And she's sercing me. Now
1: it's a, it's
0: okay. I'm going to pretend age.
1: I know what it means.
0: But it, she's like becoming harsh and um, she's creating her brand like she was saying uh, in, in in some time like I was called Margot this work because I had to put my brand there. Yeah. And I had I, to I that. think exactly, but she, then she broke down in the desert saying I I ha- I had to do that to a point where now I don't know who I am anymore and nobody likes me.
1: And it, it, a lot of it kind of reminds me of, um, <clears throat> honestly, <clears throat> sorry, um, nerd spaces in general, and fandom and geek spaces, and being feminine or ap- appearing female. Men will talk down to you like you don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> that's like when people on Twitter were trying to to tell Danny about the magicians and questioned her knowledge. I'm like, do you know who Danny is? For those who wonder, uh, Danny
0: is one of the hosts of uh, Physical Kid Weekly. So yeah, she knows stuff about the magician. Exactly, and that that's that's when I realized and. More and more is the hate I receive is never about me. It's about the sender who sent it. But I think, like, analyzing this show and, like, want, like I've been wanting to be more, like, Finn and more kind, but also seeing Margot, her, her being a hot-headed doesn't serve her well. Made it made me, like, want to rethink about that.
1: <laughs> yeah, Margot reacts the way she feels in the moment.
0: Like she feels a lot too, a bit like Penny. She's just expressing
1: it differently. Her she, uh, uh, conduit is anger. Anger is a loyal emotion for her. She mm-hmm. she knows it. She understands that one.
0: I really like what you said. Like, that it's a loyal emotion. You're totally
1: right about that. Oh, more go. Okay, are we going back to Earth?
0: Yeah, let's go to our favorite nerd, Julia and Quentin.
1: They. Uh, it starts are beautiful. It
0: with uh, yeah, it started with uh, Julia being like, yo, that's a fluke, and Quentin's like, no, it's not. But this idea
1: that Quentin is trying to create unity between them. Well that well part of it that is Julia mentioned before she got there, Quentin was just depressed and kind of given up. Mm-hmm. Chain smoking and re-watching TV shows and he told her, you know, you got me fired up. And I feel like that's a big part of their relationship is Julia pulling Quentin out,
0: out of his head. Book. Yeah. And it's funny that it's Six Feet Under that is what is watching, because it's about death. It's a lot about death and about um, your relationship with life. Like, it's a show about death that is so pro-life. And that, that the idea of, Everything dies, even magic. Oh, yeah. And Julia is like, no, bitch.
1: (laughs) I'm Julia Wicker and nothing dies.
0: Exactly. And also, I like that you say, like, like, you say, like, oh, you should know where to fight. I'm your official sidekick. Like, you're not getting rid of me. I'm going to be like that annoying baby Robin in Batman.
1: (laughs) I'm here. You can't get rid of me. This is and julia when she decides to do something fuck anything else yeah i think quentin is like that too and that's a good thing for them i think the difference is quentin if a plan if he's halfway through a plan and it doesn't it's not working he changes his plan whereas julia if she's halfway through a plan it's not working she doubles down on it and does it harder yeah
0: yeah and that Can cause problem like it can cause solution. Um, Oh, yeah. I just want to make a small parenthesis about uh, Irene McAllister that we see for the first time. (laughs) When we see her, like, as we know now, she's a villain. But that was kind of a plot twist. She was a villain. For now, we think she's good. And they tricked us into making us think she's good because she wears white. You're right. And uh, so like white being like the good thing. And then you say, what does she has on her her blouse? (laughs) Gases. So so, this idea that like she believe in brick bills and she love brick bills and she's a good person. And then you think about white and you're like fairies wear white.
1: Hey, I love the fairies from the beginning. Everyone called me crazy, and I'm like, "No, I love them. I well, trust them." The magician of this
0: like this uh, way of the villain is not the main villain. You think he is? Is never gonna be.
1: Which I thought they were gonna do with the monster, but apparently not.
0: Uh, no, I, I I truly believe he was not the villain. I have I, a I, lot. I was said
1: he was gone. I have a lot to say about that in season four. <laughs> we, I'm gonna have you in season four too a lot to say about the monster and how he's a, a child. He really is.
0: Yeah, I, I'm pro monster. I I don't agree that he killed people, but I think I, I understand. Well it's a
1: I'm lot concerned. like with the fairies, um our morals are different. Exactly. Because human morals are different than fairy morals.
0: And also like our creation that the monster was was locked in all,
1: his whole life. Well, the gods made him, and then we're like, oh, it's creepy. I don't like it. And left him. Yeah. It's a child. And I think if they'd taken him and his sister and just let them have their own house, they would have been fine.
0: Yeah. I agree. But I
1: think these are what happened.
0: Well, and I think that's what's uh, what happening with the fairies because we think they're the villain. We thought that, and that's why I do think the Dark Knight is not the main villain. They're trying too much to make him the main villain that he's not.
1: That's true. I don't trust him, though.
0: I don't trust him. I, like like, like I said, like the fairies were not good pe- people. There was a reason why they were not good people. The Oppression. monster is not a good person.
1: There, there was so much. But <clears throat>
0: it's still not the main villain. The the beast wasn't <clears throat> the main villain. It was
1: Reynard. Also, the, the fairies have been oppressed and murdered and the fairy queen even once she has power like with Margot, it's never like an abuse of power
0: well she loves seeing her suffer
1: well yes but that's because it's fun
0: <sighs> yeah but I, but i don't think like she will
1: harm Margot. exactly this is a person who has been hurt by people in power, people in Margot's position, all of that. And even once she's got the power to hurt Margot, she kind of is just trying to help her own people.
0: Yeah, I think she's she's hurting her in ways that is superficial because the moment they need help with um, Elliot, she's going to help Margot and she's going to say, like, be the queen I need you to be.
1: Yeah. I love, <clears throat> I love the fairy queen. Me too. R.I.P. Candace Kane is my mom, and I love her. Me too. Um, Julia and Quentin. And, <laughs> and then we
0: see Josh, and uh, that's that's something that has been starting with season two, that I the, the re rewatch with this podcast made me love Josh. I never understood him until he was the only one who asked,
1: I don't remember who, I think it's Julia, are you okay? Yeah, he was at the, at the party, he kind of asked Julia, you know, are you, he told Definitely her, he, he told her, he's like, you know, sometimes I feel fine. And then I remember this and Julia's like, yeah, sometimes I feel fine. And then I remember I was, uh, you know, raped by a God. It was awful.
0: And like, it, it, it's she's like long story. And just answer is not, oh, okay. It's, I have time. Like he's ready to listen to Julia. And I think nobody did, but Quentin that one time.
1: Because it's a hard situation for people to listen to.
0: But I do think Josh has this compassion. He's is, is more than the drunk and the high guy that Project to be. He's a Hufflepuff.
1: He's a puff? And I think part of it, too, is Quentin knows Julius so well that it's really hard for him to hear and talk about what happened to her because Mm -hmm. it's his best friend and it hurts him that she's hurt. Whereas with Josh, he doesn't know Julia as well, so it's a human connection and compassion rather than a personal one. Mm -hmm.
0: And I think like Josh saying, like, I was gifted and I belong somewhere because I was a magician. I think it's the first time he said that to someone. Yeah. And I think like it's the first time he was not just the high guy.
1: Yeah. And I think I actually wrote down um Josh can go home. Josh does not have to be a part of what's going on here. Mm-hmm. He he wasn't in this group. He he doesn't have any ties to this. He doesn't have to be part of this quest.
0: He even like flee the first time he was with them. Like, the, with the beast, he decided to nope out.
1: Well, yeah, that's not his fight. And he had people, he'd been stuck there for so long. Well,
0: oh, yeah, but, uh, and I'm not blaming him, but I, no, I'm not just, blaming like, him. Either. it's, not his, I'm saying, it's like, not his fight. But this time, like, he decided to make it his fight.
1: Yeah, and that, that's what I'm saying. Like, if I were Josh, I would go home.
0: Yeah, you're right. And, like, he decided not to. And when day don't take him up on his offer. He gets sad and then sins. Um, I just want to note that it's funny that um, we talk about God, gods and followers, mm-hmm. but also like Bacchus literally have
1: Instagram followers. Bacchus is the only one having a good time.
0: Yeah, but I also think like, I like this idea of like, create, we create our own gods within so- social media. Like I say, I'm a loud voice in the fandom because i'm active on social media but if i wasn't i would just be someone enjoying the show but the fact that i have had followers and people react to what i say makes me this loud voice you know and that's what I, like, that's what this idea not that I, I, i'm telling myself a god
1: but we codify social media stars yeah and, and, if, and if uh you go away from social media you lose that exactly because I used to be a voice in the fandom and then I got my depression got bad and I left for like two years and it's okay yeah it is and I'm just now getting back to where I was to where I'm able to to talk to people and write things and post things and uh Where was I going with this? We're talking about followers. Oh yeah, it's never like when the gods go away, they can't get back what they had.
0: Yeah, and I think that's the thing. What we always say like, "Oh, God, Zeus has his
1: followers, and Persephone has his followers, and
0: God with a capital G has his followers." And the fact that we use the same word for social media.
1: I, I just love this idea. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I love Bacchus.
0: Yeah, I, I think, I don't know how Bacchus is really removed from everything. I think he knew magic was gone.
1: Oh, yeah. But he, he just wants to have a good time here.
0: Yeah, like, I don't think he knew about who um, Ember and Umber were or um, that. Prometheus was dead. I don't think he knew. But when he said, well, "Oh, magic is is gone for you, little guys," he knew well, that because half of his followers are magicians.
1: And when, but when you're that big, it it doesn't matter. You think? <laughs> I think when you when you live for eternity, humans not having magic for a while, it's like two seconds
0: mm yeah, you're right, no you're right um also i let okay before we go to the the party itself, let's talk about the white ass song dance move that Julia and Quentin made
1: they um they sure <laughs> did do that <laughs> in-
0: and like they they're like even in Julia it's like it's so white. <laughs>
1: they did that with zero shame
0: but that's the thing like this memory of like this unabashedly unshame moment of happiness honestly
1: being a kid (laughs) yeah happiness a lack of caring what anyone else thinks this is my best friend so you think them and we're doing this
0: so you think that it was not them being drunk, it was them
1: not... Yeah, I think it was them half. remembering how they were when they were kids and when they didn't care what people thought and when this was what was fun, so they were doing it. Yes, yeah, so it's... Like,
0: it's true, because uh, just, just say, come back when you're fun, and then they get drunk and we're like, do we not the muse! But no, you're not fun. You're just love on the floor. You're not
1: fun. You're messy. But the first thing they thought of was like, "Yeah, be fun. What's fun? Fun is when we were kids.
0: And that's why like, Julia is like, oh my God, I know what we have to do. And like, she gets so excited because like, that, like there are those moments of giddiness of like childhood memories that you're like, we're exactly. so dumb. I love
1: it. And it also shows like, how long and they've been friends and how close they are.
0: Knowing that Bacchus was a librarian turned god, I find his interaction with mortal really interesting because he was a mortal. So why is it out of a power trip or or a need for his followers to think that he's like omnipotent that he acts so like I'm above you all or it's just
1: I just don't understand his attitude. I think of it a lot like with Elliot. How Elliot created this whole persona so that he didn't have to be vulnerable. Mmm. Mmm it alright.
0: Um I just wanna note down uh when they talk to Bacchus and they sit down and they take shots with him, there's this like kind of light display that makes a hollow mm-hmm. behind him. And like this godly hollow, and I just props to the uh, the department for that. And there is four rooms in Bacchus party that are green, white, pink, and blue. Let's let's see if you can find meaning. I I, I went and looked at the meaning of those colors. But um, what do you think the white room is for? That's when they t- do shots with Bacchus.
1: Well, why? Why does for purity? So imagine the alcohol is really good.
0: <laughs> uh, it's for uh, oh. truth. because that's the mo- it's it's always when they talk about the mission. The we need your help. That's where they and I brought Prometheus. That's where they say like. Uh, we don't have magic. That's when they talk about the quest. Is in the white room. Okay. So there's like, like there's purity of this clarity of mind, of um, uh, the uh, green room. That's where uh, Julia should
1: josh his uh, her magic. What do you think? is well, green's the color of envy, and Julia has yes. magic, and no one else does. But Josh isn't jealous of it. But Josh is just, like, no. super pumped. Oh.
0: I think Josh is the first
1: followers of Goddess Julia. Um, I think I was the first follower of Goddess Julia.
0: <laughs> but what I mean is, like, it's the first time, like, he was, like, in
1: honor. Yeah. To, a, like, a, a follower. To Putting a Julia above... Yeah, I keep forgetting this is this is audio, and I can't do it's things with my hands. It's okay. <laughs>
0: but what did I wrote here? Oh, also, um, judge a nat- natural
1: kid. I, I forgot that.
0: And he's talking about plants. He
1: is the lover That's of tomatoes,
0: which is really stupid. But in a point, shows that it's not. No, it's title.
1: what someone calls you isn't necessarily what you are. For example, people call me a nice yeah. person and I'm a bitch. <laughs>
0: um, the pink room.
1: Where Julia has a panic attack or a memory. Yeah. <laughs> well, pink is more of a childish sort of color and vulnerability. So, flashing back to Reynard in the pink room, it's. How vulnerable she is, and how much what's happened has affected her. And I'm talking like I like I'm positive. I sound very confident right now.
0: Uh, no, you're right. In fact, it's about affection, friendship, about your inner child. And we know that um, Julia, Julia's shade asked, "Did you got Raynard?" And Julia's shade is hurting about it. But also, I like this idea that it's friendship, because what does she do? She flees and she, goes, she cool. goes. Yeah. And I, I, like, I think this idea that, like, even on drug, Julia is not able to, like, Julia's trauma will not let her go to sleep with a stranger. Even if she's that high, shows the deepness of her trauma in a way we haven't seen out of her shade. Um, and the last one is the UV light.
1: You, what happened in the UV light?
0: Um, basically, she, she just showed Josh her magic, and um, Q takes her in and says, hey, like, you
1: cannot do magic. Oh, and I felt like it was because the, the lighting and everything was so different than it had been before, everything had been kind of soft lit in a way, and this felt brighter. So it was more like the reality.
0: Yeah, I think this is a bit of a show of a, like uh, you cannot expose and flash yourself. Yeah. But also, there you feel like like I'm, I'm not an expert. It's it's like kind of reverse light. And this idea of everything's backward now, like of like I want to show magic, you. I know we shouldn't, but if I can help one person, I will. Otherwise. What's the problem? And Q uh, say like, uh, she's like, it's, it's, I have the smallest, smallest magic. And Q is like, yeah, but that's the biggest because that's the only one we have. And I think that's their, like, when their conversation went upside down, how this, like, well, like you said, everything become real, become like this danger flash, like, okay, here was at stake right now. And here's what are my emotional stuff.
1: Because Julia does not know what danger is; she has no danger sense. She wanted to give people hope. Fuck the consequences of it.
0: Yeah.
1: Whereas Quentin, Quentin's danger sense is very high, and everything is dangerous mm-hmm. because he has anxiety. Yeah. Everything is a danger. Everything's a problem. Yeah, Which and I can like
0: I understand both sides yeah um and the last one i uh the last thing I wrote in my notes and I forgot to say with Elliot and Margot was the great cock I have something about that too, and how uh, he uh basically enable a quest that unites them
1: that was i put that under um forced unity mm. uh, he says you know he's like they've all every everybody's got even he pulls josh into it mm mm-hmm every single person has to be a part of this. This is a forced group.
0: But that's, that's what I like is like you said, no one can do this alone. Cause yeah. I think the, the way they, we, they we've seen them, they all worked alone like, with their problems and I'm going to help on okay. the side. And the great cocks like, no, like you're going to go ask your friend for help and they're going to have to put their, their head into it.
1: Oh yeah. I'm not saying like forced unity is a, bad thing. Yeah.
0: Like, he's the enabler of...
1: Yeah. Like, we gotta get the band back together. But that's not something they would have done without someone making them.
0: Yeah. I don't think Elliot would have tried to find a way to contact Quentin without the quest.
1: Yeah. I think the quest was important. Oh, I also wrote down on the library as a unity, as a monopoly. Okay, go ahead. Where they have all of the magic and all of the information and mm-hmm. are hoarding it. And are, they hold the monopoly on magic and knowledge right now. Mm-hmm. And the library is its own entity. Mm-hmm. Not the people who work for, work for the library. But, but the I, that's,
0: here, the, so. that's, the, that's the difference between being loyal and unity? Yes. Because I think like there's a unity in the, in the librarian, but we see in season five that the
1: moment the library fell, they all fled. Well, that's what I'm saying about the library being its own entity.
0: <laughs> um, for myself, that was all my notes. Do you have more notes?
1: Uh, let's see. Do I have anything? Oh, um, unity is allergic to Alice right now.
0: Well, Alice is uh, as allergic
1: to everyone right now she's trying to find self unity because right now she is fractured with herself
0: mm. oh, I like that that's trying to unite back with her humanness
1: yes her her humanity, her soul and spirit and who she is she does not have she doesn't know who she is at this point
0: i I really like what you're saying about this this Self unity—it's not something mm-hmm. I've thought about. But you're right, because Alice uh, will be all at odds with everyone in this season, and that's because she has a quest of her own that the others refuse to see. Because except Fen,
1: yes, and she's horribly traumatized, and she doesn't trust magic because of what she did with because she did bad things as a Niffin with magic now she relates magic to bad things yeah to evil to to hurting people to hurting things and it's hard to bring herself back together to the person she was yeah and to trust herself yeah
0: and that what that and i think this idea that she has to be back to who she was is what leads her to be afraid. And if she was just yeah. embraced that she's a different person, she would be less
1: um, nervous. Yeah. yeah. Because she knows she knows she can't go back to being
0: Alice. No, nice. I called her Alice
1: 2.0. Yes. Because she she's seen some shit. And she yeah. can't unsee shit. And she but she doesn't understand that she can be someone else now. She doesn't have to be who she was. But before she can do that, she has to trust herself and get self unity.
0: Mm-hmm. Time for
1: the Divina. Yeah, French.
0: <laughs> so let's Divina just as a reminder is a monastic uh, practice that was used to read sacred text and we have adapted it from the way Harry Potter and the sacred text podcast adapted it so there's four steps the first is uh, we're gonna pick a sentence in the um, in the script and we're gonna read what's and, this, and see what's really, really happening then second step we're gonna find an allegory what it makes us think of as a story Third step, what it makes us thinks in our life. And the fourth, what we feel called for. So the sentence is, just put yourself in my shoes for one second, cue. With Julia. Yes. Can you tell me what's literally happening?
1: Well, literally, she's telling him to think about her position in this scenario and her experiences to... To understand her point of view based on her experience and emotions and her life.
0: Yeah. So uh, Quentin called her out saying like there's no, she didn't use magic. And basically with her, and Julia said, like you like, put put yourself in my shoes.
1: What I've experienced and what I've been through yeah. with magic. I've had magic cut off from me before.
0: You're right. Marina did that.
1: And when she didn't get into break bills, yeah. she's been cut off from magic before. This isn't the first time Julia's lost magic, and she knows what having that little bit of hope can do.
0: She and it's funny because like she is saying that to the guy that said, "Just let it go,
1: let it go, let it go." Yeah, she in season one she told him, you know, let go of magic, forget it, and now he's telling her. Yeah. Hmm. hmm. parallels.
0: Uh second step allegory what does it makes you remind you as a story a story that I'm going to reread the sentence uh just put yourself in my shoes for one second Q
1: Like a personal event or
0: no uh like a a story like for me it makes me think of the movie brave.
1: I've not seen that.
0: It's, it's it's a really, really good movie where uh, she needs to have a suitor and her mom say, like, okay, you need to have a suitor. And she's like, I don't want a suitor. I want to have archery and be my own person. Oh, same. And, and basically, um, they come at odds with each other until her mom turned into a bear. But and it forced them to be <laughs> the face you just made. But it forced them to be, to be in the other's place for... Um, for Merida to understand, like, okay, my mom thinks of me and of my, the kingdom and of the future. And uh, her mom understands, like, okay, she she's a strong and independent woman and I shouldn't be scared that she wants to face the world alone.
1: Like Freaky Friday. Yeah. Where Lindsay Lohan switches places with, uh, I want to say Jane Lynch, but I'm not sure in my mind. Jamie Lee different. Curtis, I think. Jamie Lee Curtis. Are they not the same person?
0: Nope. One played in a horror movie, one played in Glee, which is an horror movie in a I was about
1: to say, isn't that the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. When they switched bodies and had to she had to learn what her daughter she had to deliver her daughter's life and her daughter had to live her life, so they had to see the other Amazing. spirits.
0: So what does it remind you in your life? Uh, for me, well, it reminds me of my job because my job is literally, the, we have a motto: is put yourself in the client's shoes Because I have a passenger that is yelling at me, or is freaking out, is crying because he's missing a flight. But it's not about missing the flight; it's about the stressing things. It's about he's been forty hours in an airport. It's about he's flying to see his mother. Like we don't know why the person is reacting the way they are. So one to never take it personally, but also to have this empathy towards customer without adding it too much.
1: <laughs> that makes sense. And it's honestly going back to things we were talking about before. It, it reminds me of how people reacted to my lack of reaction to Quentin dying. Okay, go ahead. Where it, it didn't affect me. I did not. And it still doesn't really affect me. I didn't have emotions toward it, because I had already put forth so many emotions towards things like that, that seeing a character die on TV, my brain was just like, well, that'll happen.
0: Well, I think that's because you were dealing with
1: grief. Yeah. And people got, I know, people got mad at me over that. I think I posted I posted on Tumblr something about, you know, I'm so numb, Q- Quinn's death didn't affect me. And people were yelling at me. I'm like, my mom just died. Yeah. Maybe before you yell at me, consider my life's not ideal right now.
0: Yeah, like, it, and like, once again, then yelling at you was them not putting themselves in your yeah. shoes and that's the thing it's something that i'm learning more and more and i've been working on myself lately this year of um well let's go with the fourth step which is what do you feel called for is to continue to learn to put myself in other shoes because i realized that like i said with the hate mail and the people getting at me at work or whatever like people negative reaction is usually about themselves never about
1: you and before i respond to someone i think what what would I want to hear
0: yeah i I think I think a passenger like freak out at toward me because they they missed their flight, and now where are they gonna go, and just me saying, "Don't worry, I understand it's nerve wracking but I'm gonna find a solution, and seeing them like who relax made me realize like I have a power to put myself in their shoes and tell them not a lie but a, a but a, there's our way to present the facts that can like you being with being numb is I understand right now that maybe that's why you feel numb. I feel hurt but yeah. I understand why you feel numb.
1: That's and I understand that, that was a said. proper
0: response. Yeah, yes. exactly.
1: And being able to put yourself in that in another person's position more people need to do that.
0: <laughs> yeah, and uh, what do you feel called for for the same thing or for something else? Do I feel what? Do you feel called for the same thing or for something else?
1: Pretty much the same thing.
0: Yeah, I think that was a good lecture, this one. Uh, and to remind us to practice kindness. Yes. <laughs> And the last thing we do in the show is the flower and the vase. So this is a, a expression saying you don't give the flower and the vase at the same time, which is you don't give it back and the compliment, such as you're cute for a girl. So what's your vase and what's your flower in this episode?
1: Well, my flower is going to be to Katie. Mm-hmm. Because Katie has really... Is doing her best, and she would do anything in the world for Penny at this point. And she is actually connecting to a person and trying to keep them. It hurts her to do it because she could just easily run away from this this problem Mm
0: -hmm.
1: and not see it. And seeing Penny is something that, that hurts her, but she doesn't run away. She tries to keep going. So, Katie. And your raise? That's a harder one.
0: Well, I'm going to give my flower what you think. My flower will go. I was, I'm was. i hesitating between two, so I'm going to split it in two. To Julia and Josh for the interaction they had. For Julia to give, to see that she can give something to Josh. A small something that is called hope. And um, for Josh to ask, to say, hey, I'm ready to listen. Which is, uh, I think, two of their best quality of last character. So your we
1: go. Damn. It's horny. It is, because this episode really didn't have a lot of... Uh... Oh, I have mine. Okay, you go.
0: <laughs> Margot and Elio. Margot and Elio? Elliot and Margot. Mar-
1: I was thinking of Elliot and Margot, but probably for different reasons.
0: Uh, for not taking care of Finn.
1: Oh, never mind. It was for the same reason.
0: Let's go, do, 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 do give a double raise to them. Uh, That's really what I could like think of, but I didn't say it. Fa- Yeah, not Yeah, not uh, understanding Finn distress. And I understand what it is to feel powerless in front of a friend's demise, but there, there's limits.
1: Yeah, especially when your your friend is having a mental break with reality and burping a log. Yeah, maybe maybe that's not fun <laughs> to deal with. But your friend needs a needs a quiet place. Yeah. Or a boat,
0: whatever, bunnies. You know. Uh, so, do you have anything to plug before we leave?
1: Um, oh, uh, I would, I would, would plug our other podcast, further than Villary because I think we're hilarious. We are. So uh, I, go
0: ahead and talk about it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, for anyone who likes uh, adventure, screaming bad puns and spiders it's a pretty good deal
0: <laughs> it's a dnd podcast based on the magician dnd book that i created and jasper is playing a hedge witch named fifi
1: this podcast has everything
0: <laughs> um and if we people want to ask you to talk about more of penny they can find you uh where on Tumblr and uh, facebook and
1: uh, twitter on Tumblr, I am under goddess Julia Wicker, and on Twitter, you can find me at Jasper Lior. I scream a lot about Penny and the magicians, and I have a pretty cool haunted doll that I sometimes talk about.
0: Yeah, it's, that's a creepy doll, guys. So Michael Laurie will like, no, they're so I want to thank Jasper for joining me in this new season of The Magician. As you see, I tried to change a bit of the editing, so let me know what you think. I will be recording with a new host every episode, so I cannot wait for you to discover all the amazing people who decided to join me this season. I am recording all of season 5 in a month and a half since things have slowed down at my uh, real-life work and I have more time. But. Some of the episodes will come out, like, way later in the year, so that will be fun to listen. So my past self, not knowing what's happening in season 5, while well, it's being over for a while, <laughs> I will try to tell uh, in each episode which is the last one I watched, so you can see where my analyze come from and our things has changed since then. And I will try the, to end the episode with a fun fact about the show each time, so here we go. To so this fun fact, um, Jason was seasick every time they were filming on the Munchak. Okay, bye!